two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right, fellas. Podcast. Hey commences the commencement speech of uh nelson mandela when he finally got out of prison and we are joined by nelson mandela himself tom bernath welcome back tommy hey tommy thank you thank you on behalf of the fiduciary uh (laughs) thing that i represent you know cheers yes salutatorian yes tertiary fiduciary and all the different Aries, we uh, we salute we salute you uh, once and for all here on the podcast. Yeah, notaries, public and private. <laughs> uh, right, notary private. Yes, I need to go get a, a notary service. So, is that like a witness? Yeah, you, you get a seal, and like you can that. you can make things official publicly. Okay. But yeah, you don't hear a lot about the the private notaries you know when you don't want anyone to know about the forms you signed or whatever right that's right yes um you are recently back from uh germany is that right tommy any uh notary situations have to happen in order to get there or come back uh there was notoriety for sure um (laughs) and i i suppose i did have to you know do some paperwork there's like you know the pandemic and uh there's rules about that and um you know i'm on the no fly list and um the <laughs> sexual offender thing so there's there's some ho- hoops to jump through but uh i made it nice nice mm-hmm. um i was i started to think as we started talking about germany there there are uh some hispanic guys running around with the name german have you guys come across this at all herman is it herman like oh like herman yeah, German. Uh, okay. With a G, though? Yeah, with a G. With a G, that's because it's Spanish. Guys. Okay. But the J's are also H's. You get the occasional G in there as well. Juan, German. I wonder if they all Oh, run. okay. All right, well, good. Um, We're clearing what, things up. Juan with a G? <laughs> <laughs> Guam. Um, From Guam. No. Did you wind up coming back with a uh, a crude German accent you can do, Tommy, of, of how they kind of talk over there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm riding my mountain bike. It is so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And is is the excitement there too? Like, are they an exciting bunch over there? <laughs> well, you know, you like to think of them as like a real dour kind of hole digging mole people criticizing, you know, everyone who doesn't follow the rules as well as they do. But that's not, you know, that's just you, man. That's not how they really are. Um, I find all Germans and I did meet all of them. So (laughs) it's okay for me to, you know, this isn't generalizing. (laughs) Right. To be a a jolly people um, almost to a scary extent. You know, I, I saw Germans on unicycles. I saw Germans in small bathing suits. I'm talking about men here. I saw Germans at buffets. And there's an enthusiasm that seems to border on the pathological. 
one person's <laughs> observations. <laughs> okay, interesting. Something you said there, there might be an idea here. Do when you when you're getting ready to go to another country, you should hop on a Zoom call with everybody from that country mm. real quick. So you've technically met them all and then you're not generalizing anymore. You're like, "Yeah, I know them all. They're all a bunch of assholes." Or no, they're all very nice or whatever you come away with. Uh that's not for me to say. But you can a, a service that helps you not generalize. You can meet everybody from a specific group all at once now that we have Zoom. Yeah. And I think it's it's worthwhile because generalizing, you know, <laughs> assuming makes an ass of you and me, generalizing, right. you know, general lies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there yeah, one for generalize? Yeah. yeah. You just did it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes an mm. ass of you and me. When you generalize, you make a general of lie and eyes. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of Al and eyes. You make a gen of Al and eyes. Of Alan Iverson. Al Jarreau, Al German. <laughs> okay, real quick. Impressions-wise, Tommy, we had you do a German, crude German accent up top here. We've yeah. heard a little Elvis out of you in previous podcasts. Uh, I'm, are we sleeping on any, like, impressions you have in your back pocket? I German think Elvis? I Tub who did uh, <laughs> Elvis. I don't think it was me. But I mean, I think you and I both came in and like, you know, hey, man, you know, we each kind of like TCB. Yeah, exactly. That's all I mean. Just like we each kind of like did our Elvises as as part of like supporting cast of that bit. I've got George Harrison talking yes. about what he watched on the television last night. That's quite how good. much he enjoyed it. You got to understand how good the programming was. First, they had one camera, and it was pointed at an actor, and the actor was acting. It was quite believable. Not, <laughs> this is still Elvis? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's George Harrison, but it's, it wasn't really a good one. The, the idea is, um, if you watch the Peter Jackson, you know, Beatles movie, there's a scene where George is explaining that he wrote I Me Mine after watching television. And he starts talking right. about the show and it seems like time stops and everybody around him starts yawning and it seems like a case of you can't really tell a beetle that they're boring you or to you know change the subject <laughs> or that we're making a movie here or I got it, you, you watched the show, <laughs> you wrote the song, let's move it along here. We're not getting any younger. Right. Um, that is yeah. so tough for like a genius and even to be like a genius in most of their life beyond the one thing that they're actually like for a fact a genius about. And then even just like say 10% of their life, they're just a little bit annoying or even just not a genius about. You're probably just like, boo, get back to the genius thing like or mm -hmm. shut up. Like it probably leaves so little room for like a regular personality. You know what I mean? Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know a guy who says he knew a guy who went camping with George Harrison. And huh. I think, yeah. And it was like a weekend thing, according to this story that I heard. This is maybe not true. I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't know. And the guy said, George was telling Beatles stories like 
every word out of his mouth. Oh, this is just like 1966 when we did this. Oh, that's like when we went to Australia. And he said for the first day and the second day, it was like awesome. But then it got less and less awesome where by the end of the weekend, it was like, okay, you were in the Beatles. I got it. You know, could we talk about something else? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And like to be sick of hearing about the Beatles is like such a, such a slam on his personality. If you can't keep the Beatles interesting for a few days, should you have been in the Beatles, I guess? Hmm. I think I could listen to George talk about the Beatles or what he watched on television last night, frankly. uh, And I think I would stay happy with it, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Who indeed It seems like he probably watches Beatles documentaries all the time though. (laughs) You're going to be kind of doubling up there, I think. Oh, I thought you were saying if George was just watching Beatles documentaries. That is what I was saying. I was saying like, that's what he's going to talk about that he was watching on TV too. (laughs) Right. He's going to be recounting the story of uh, (laughs) him telling them. Having watched his his own (laughs) scene that Tommy was just reacting. You know, I was watching myself saying (laughs) how I wrote I, me, my. (laughs) That's not what he sounds like at all. That's pretty good. I wrote I, me, mine. They were dancing. It was in Walt's time. I I felt like that that whole scene. I felt bad for George Harrison, like just in general, because I could. It was so clear. First of all, I think how difficult it is to just be the third best songwriter in like in a four man outfit, because obviously Ringo's kind of more like a joke songwriter. And like George Harrison's a very good songwriter, but he's the third best and mm, yeah. he's the second to the worst. And the the worst is, you know, not trying at all. So, and then he's like trying to pitch the song and like, you can tell how eagerly he wants them to like that song uh, when he's doing it. And like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel bad for him in that, in that scene. Which ones well, did he get on that were like big Beatles songs? Which which were like the big George ones? On that record or just in general? Just in general. Like like what are two Here or comes three the like song, Here something? Comes the sun, the, yeah. Something in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Here Comes the Sun is is top. Oh my couple, guitar right? gently drinks case. Yeah. Okay. Did you say drinks oh queso? <laughs> <laughs> drinks case. I don't know. It's some old thing that just crops up in parlance these days <laughs> couldn't couldn't even trace that one back um well yes a big hello to the beatles and uh you know i would hang out with them for uh for as long as they'd have me and and even if they were just recounting old times of them watching their own documentaries um what about uh like a machine you know how like there are guys who um like hack into a computer, like Mark Zuckerberg hacked into Harvard and broke all their computers, right? If you a say machine so. that does that for one's uh, musical ear, just send something into their brain, your musical ear no longer works. I, I made this computer program that, the, or whatever it would be, a uh, something I shine in your eyes. So, like the Men in Black uh, flashy thing. That makes you forget memories, except for it makes you 
forget how music works or for, you know lose your ear or something is what you're saying. Okay, sure. Yes, I I have not seen that movie, but I feel like I've heard that reference enough, mostly in relation to ideas I have that involve erasing one's memory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know what it means to lose one's musical ear. Does this mean that when I hear music, it just sounds like cacophony and disorganized noise? You know, perhaps yes. scary. And it, yep, and it takes away your ability to like match a pitch or like. Uh, strum, you know, uh, lose your coordination with regard to uh, strumming or playing bass or, or anything like that. Yep. It's all it's all gone and you can't enjoy it to even listen to anymore. Pete, this exists. This is called drugs. Oh, shoot. Just drug. Drugs are it. Okay. Well, I mean, when drugs aren't making the music awesome, they're making it terrible, right? It kind of no real middle ground there, I don't think. Yeah, right. So just... Uh, just the exact right or not right amount of drugs is what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. I think we're talking about um, the quantity for sure. That's important in drug concerns, but also, uh, you, you know, the, the family of drugs that we're going to choose. The family of music drugs who, uh, who moved into the neighborhood. Nice family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the drugs family. Um, <laughs> John, John and Sally Drugs. <laughs> the uh is there a drug though tommy that would make you not be able to not be able to sing on key i don't i haven't done very much in the way of drugs but i'm i don't immediately think about drugs doing that to you we're like yeah now listen to him normally he's a perfect singer but listen to this guy he sounds like complete garbage over there just trying to sing along to the song booze well, maybe for me yeah booze booze can make a person sloppy but you know, I think there are drugs out there that'll make it so that you don't really understand yesterday, today, tomorrow, and the relationship there, you know? And if you're losing okay. that kind of stuff, then I think, uh, yeah, you can get kind of confused by what is a song, you know, what is music, why do we like it, you know, maybe it's a stupid thing that, you know, we shouldn't like. So you can't still muscle memory sing, though. I get that, like, you might existentially not understand the value of music, but if uh, somebody's playing the chords to Mary Had a Little Lamb, are you unable to sing the melody due to the drugs that you've had? I can't specifically speak to that. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, but I know that music can sound really weird and disorienting and unpleasant in certain circumstances because a friend told me about it. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your uh, drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if that was the classic, um, like my friend in place of me, or if that was like a genuine one and, and that not knowing uh, made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I feel pretty proud about that because I think that's what, you know, what you're going for when, <laughs> when you start saying that your friend did it. Right, is that kind right, of ambiguity, that kind of wiggle room. Ambiguity, yep. Mm -hmm. Ambiguity. Um, what about, are they going to get the guitar that stays in tune all the time, or is there a reason why we don't want that musically? There is a guitar that stays in tune all the time. It's called the uh, Ever Something or Other. Have you seen this? They advertise it like they show a guy um, 
holding the guitar by the strings and shaking it and then playing. And they, they also show a, a guy bending strings and you can't hear them bend at all. Oh, because the, the like string like adjusts for bending? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a pulley oh, wow. system at play. Um, and That's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, I mean, they engineered that thing. It, it works and it's used, you know, uh, a lot of like metal bands use it if you want to like really tune down. Um, I don't know. Okay, don't so know. maybe here's what it does. It, it It's good in that it's like a cool invention, but it's not good because you want to have a little like like character to your music and you don't want it to be like pitch perfect. You want a little like, you know, clanging and banging. I would want to be able to have inflections and subtleties. And in fact, lately I've been having a lot of gratitude for not having perfect pitch, you know, that I can enjoy music. That's a bit out of tune. Like so much music is. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to get way more into like, just the charm of singing and like, uh, you know, fuck notes, um, kind of, kind of an attitude. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Just feeling over, uh, precision. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that that's new to you because I find your performances to be so emotive and, you know, it seems (laughs) from the, from the heart. Thank you, Uh, man. I appreciate it. I, um, yeah, hopefully there's a, hopefully both are happening with, with, uh, emotion and, uh, accuracy, but yeah, I feel like sometimes something that's like really good. If like, I'm like, Oh, like one note, like I didn't love that one note, even though like it, it is a really good exercise to pretend it's not you and like really focus and just pretend it's not you. And you, and it is, it does work if you can get there and be like, Oh, that was good. If, if it's, if it's not me, if I just heard that, I would think it was good, but then it's, it's really tough to get there on the, uh, in the thought experiment. Mm. Uh, which brings us to a theme. <laughs> thought experiments are the, uh, the way of the future. And, um, let me think here, fellas. Oh, this is something that was, uh, striking me, Tommy. I feel like your name is a name that would go well with initial with an initial in front of it, like H Thomas Bernath. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, you know, uh, last a year ago, I got to meet the incredible R Stevie Moore. Okay. And so, you know, he certainly has an R out in front of his Stevie Moore <laughs> and, <laughs> I admire him so much, you know, uh, but on the other hand, maybe everybody would know that like I was becoming, you know, H Tommy B just to be like R Stevie Moore. Okay. But I mean, yeah, a a nod that can't actually be traced, like prove I know who that is. Well, you've done nothing but talk about him for the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Prove it. Okay, I will. I have these recordings. We've we've done a uh, audio book about it. Well, prove that's me. Okay, here's video of it. Here we've recorded the whole thing. Prove it's not a deep fake. Yeah, so on and so forth. I think that might be the first I've heard of the first initial nickname last name with R. Stevie Moore. 
Because uh. normally if you're going first initial, you're going like that's why I think Pete said H. Thomas Bernath, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. But that because normally if you're going initials at all, you're going a little more formally sounding name. So that's cool that he's going uh, first initial nickname. R. Stevie. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, R. Stevie. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right. T- truly inspirational dude. Um, in that, do, do you guys, have, have I talked to or uh, have you heard of R. Stevie more? No, is no. he uh, Jocko's bro? No. No. Okay. And he, he, yeah. He no. He he has all of his arms and legs. Um, <laughs> Jocko the piss man. I was love. I loved hearing about him from you uh, on one of the previous episodes. Well, yeah, and and for the people who didn't hear that, I just want to, for the record, yeah, Jocko did have arms and legs, you know. But <laughs> R. Stevie Moore is a songwriter. He is sometimes called the. Um, the Godfather. He's sometimes or the called father. Jocko Pistorius. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, our <laughs> <Sorry>. Jocko. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, go ahead. Man. Yeah, he he um, <clears throat> he's he's the the father or Godfather or something of home recording, and oh, okay. uh, he's he, just an incredibly prolific guy who, at his peak in the maybe 70s and 80s, was writing and recording five songs up to five a day and, like, real songs and real arrangements. He's a multi-instrumentalist. Um, and if there's a problem to our Stevie Moore music, it's there's so much of it, it's overwhelming, you know, to try. Wow. You don't know where to start. Um, what an interesting problem, yeah. Or quote problem, yeah. Where he, would I start if I was going to dig into some of R. Stevie Moore? Well, I mean, you could just you could just go to Spotify. I I met him, and I hadn't really checked him out. And when I got home from meeting him and I checked him out, I was so glad I hadn't checked him out because I don't know how I would have talked, given the scope of his accomplishments. Yeah. Like, I want to say something, so I'm going to, like, there isn't anything that any indie rock I've ever heard did that R. Stevie didn't already do by himself 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Were were you calling him uh, R. Stevie or were you just calling him Stevie? Just in the interaction? We were calling him Mr. Moore. Mr. Moore, okay. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you already knew that he was a, a uh, man to be respected, but you just didn't know the full extent. Well, yeah, but the way I heard about him, my friend called me up. He said, man, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I've been listening to this guy, and you could argue that he's like better than the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Jesus. And yeah, that, that that's that's what I thought. Like, okay, my friend has gone over the deep end because there's no way that somebody's better than all those acts, and I've never heard of them. Um, you know, that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but you could make the argument. One of the things our Stevie Moore did uh, was he did covers of the Beatles, um, where he like really gets detail oriented about 
playing and representing every single sound on Beatle Records. And, you know, like on on quarter-inch reel-to-reel tape, you know, and, and not high-tech stuff. Sometimes, you know, he, he had a, a four-track, I think a TAC 3340, but I think sometimes he was just using two reel-to-reels and bouncing back and forth. Um, he was a cassette guy. If you wanted his music, you, you wrote him a postcard and, and he would dub you a cassette and send it to you. Cool. Uh, yeah. And his dad is Bob Moore, the bass player, Nashville A-lister, who played on like Crazy by Patsy Cline and um, played on uh, King of the Road, Roger Miller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, See Bobby Moore? <laughs> I, I think he's just you know r more as opposed to okay, r just stevie straight up more. he's yeah. the r that's yeah. the r and r stevie okay yeah yeah <laughs> the r and r stevie stands for bob moore <laughs> robert yeah probably yeah and robert the bob moore, robert moore stevie moore is what you're saying <laughs> yeah that was also my French teacher's name and and tennis coach, Bob Robert Moore. Moore Bob Moore. Huh. Yep. Huh. That I well, I'm so excited to be plugging our Stevie Moore because it sounds like maybe probably a lot of people don't know about him. And yeah, well, we will uh, definitely check him out, and all of you guys should too. Yeah, our Stevie Moore, check him out. Buy a record on Bandcamp because uh, okay. our Stevie Moore lives and breathes, and uh, you know, buy a record on Bandcamp. Yeah, Spotify uh, will only pay him sixteen cents every every uh, or a generation plays or whatever. Yeah. yeah, every lunar eclipse. Yeah, I like that Wolfpack uh, did that thing where they just had like an eight-hour song or something that, uh, or I forget, maybe a one-second song that they just had people play on repeat while while they were sleeping at night. <laughs> uh, just a very good bit. They just got everybody they could to just play their one second long song a, a billion times, you know, just all throughout the night while they were sleeping and made a whole bunch of money from Spotify. And then like got in like a legal situation with Spotify, but I think they came out on top. Yeah. Do you know well, them, Tommy? Those guys are incredible. Oh yeah. 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 B- big fan. I, I mean, I figured you would. They are insane musicians. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, particularly that's the stuff with Nate Smith drumming, you know, he, he's such an inspiration. Uh, I don't know if you've checked out his solo records, um, but that, that guy is musical, man. Yeah. I, uh, no, I'll check him out. I, I've only really gotten in there on the, uh, the gentleman, Antoine, I'm, I'm trying to remember his last name, but, uh, Stanley, Stanley. Yeah. Thank you. Anton Stanley, Stanley. Yeah. Yes. His, uh, his voice, yeah, blows doors down. And uh, that cover of, you know when a cover, like, reinvents a song for you? Mm. His, uh, his like, just uh, green room cover of Bridge Over Troubled Water, which I think Tup introduced me to, was just like, well, that's, the, that's how the song goes. Wow. Uh, so maybe check that out, Tommy, if you haven't it, heard it. I haven't, and I'm, I'm electrified to check it out. Uh, cause- so pretty. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I kind of want to stop podcasting right now and listen to it, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if we did, nobody would really know except that we're telling them. <laughs> That's true. 
It's what we're famous for. All right. Back at it. The three Musketeers. Um, what's wrong with... Uh, walk me through what's wrong with videotaping everything again. I, I want to say there's something with, like, we can't do surveillance everywhere because you're taking away people's rights, but people who follow rules are saying, yeah, go ahead, film me. I don't care. But... What what are all the different pieces of this again? Ooh. I don't want to talk about this. No, I <laughs> <laughs> I think well, so uh the case study is China where I think they are taping everything. Right? Okay. So they're they're just cameras as far as the eye can see. They got all these huge data centers. They're 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 just feeding all of the camera footage into these places and just genuinely everywhere that has the the technology set up they're just videotaping everywhere honor system Um, just film yourself on your iphone (laughs) 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 but that so that's going on i'm i'm one of the, the people who just doesn't i don't feel strongly that please tape me everywhere or you know i have my rights you can't film me i don't feel one way or the other about it but uh keep your cameras off my ovaries Yes. Mm. Get out of here. Get off my yeah. Get off my land. I saw on the internet that there is a family of delusions called something like the Truman Show delusion. There are people who are convinced that they are on a reality show and that everybody they know and, and encounter are paid actors. That this oh, is an, nice. an actual, you know, it's not just thinking that you're the second coming of Jesus anymore. It's, you know. It's a little more complex. Wow. That is really interesting when like a new mental crisis or disease is from technology. Like, so do you then say, all right, Steve Jobs, you're the inventor of a lot of good stuff, but you're also the inventor of a bunch of diseases. I think that's what they're trying to say to Mark Zuckerberg now in these, all these awkward congressional hearings, right? Where they're saying like, hey, you, all these kids are really depressed now because of you. And what you created. So I, yeah. You invented polio. I, I, yeah. As a result, I think they're, they're trying to pin polio and a bunch of crimes on him. <laughs> Al Gore was really quick to claim the internet, you know, but I'll bet he's washing his hands of it now. You know, I haven't heard oh, from him in yeah. years, but. Right. You stick with having invented global warming. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> Well, yeah. and, and labeling rock and roll albums for, um, you know, content yeah, not explicit. suitable for children. Yeah. That's what did he typical. retire? He quit politics, right? Al? Yeah. Al is nowhere to be found. Why didn't he run again? I would vote for him. I you know, but know. That, yeah. that we'll probably get hate mail. That would be awesome because, you know, like, imagine getting mail for this show, but yeah, I would vote for, for Al Gore. <laughs> I'd vote for anyone. Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if they're going to tape me all the time, uh, I'm in, you know, cause I'm kind of a megalomaniac and I use the bathroom as much as anybody. And I want to be taped. I want to, I want to be able to review those tapes. I want to share it with other people. I get lonely sometimes, you know, so sure. yeah, tape away. I honestly, I have some of that in me too, where I'm just not the, I mean, I just think if I knew I was being taped, I would behave and like, I'd be like, all right, if that's, I think that's going to work. Like, 
Everybody just know you're going to be taped and then everybody be nice and be nice. Even if we don't start the taping, but like, if you're going to be taped, you're sure as hell going to be a lot nicer, right? Depends on what you're doing with the tape, I think. But, uh, if it's going on TV and everyone's going to watch it, then like, I mean, the, the thought that I'm on the Truman show, of course, crosses my mind once, twice a day. I mean, <laughs> is it, is it not for you guys or do yeah, I just I'm, have the delusion? No, I'm a, I'm a like twice a month guy. I'm like, oh yeah, just, just be careful to make sure just if, if you were on the Truman show, stop picking at this, uh, stop picking at this pimple, uh, you know, on your ass or whatever. Right. This is too much. Like I've been doing this too long. Uh, I got to entertain the, the people. <laughs> were, you, were, right. were you present at the birth of your twins? Were you, were you there? I, I was. Yeah. So you saw them emerge. I saw them. Yeah. Come right out of the, uh, thing, the stomach. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> how could the they right possibly term. be paid actors? <laughs> the, 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 the amount of foresight. That no, that no. Take. Okay. See, like a lot of people, a lot of people think of the Truman show. They assume that they're the, the subject. I assume I'm one of the paid actors and I just have completely <laughs> forgotten what I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where am I supposed to go? Who is the guy? Tub forgets every day. Stress dreams. <laughs> you know, where you're Tub. in an opera, but you don't know how to sing. And <laughs> Tub exactly. almost ruins it every day for the people who are the real subjects of the show. <laughs> you know, Tub, a lot of effort went into this. You know, and this is a big. You know, people are making their livings here uh, as a producer. I got to tell you, you're on thin ice with me, buddy. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I keep wake up in a pan. I can't even remember how I got the gig, so I don't <laughs> right. know exactly. Some guy tackles Tup on the way over to like ask the subject of the show every day, <laughs> like who who's the show about again? What show? And the guy tackles Tup to make sure he doesn't get there in time. But it could all just be a video game, though. You know, Tommy, like the simulation thing, and still, I could be in some sense the only real subject in the in the video game too like uh, you know like where i'm some experiment to, to like at some other level of intelligence and then the rest of it's all something else you know so it could yeah like obviously the 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 babies are not paid actors but could it they could all just be you know ones and zeros well, sure, but mm. I mean, now we're really going to get into my phobias. You know, how do I know I'm not in a petri dish? How do I know that uh, this isn't, say, d- d- didn't I already tell you guys this? How do I know well, that I'm not uh, a robot's lame science project that he did the night before, you know, making a universe in a lunchbox how do i know i'm not in a petri dish how do i know you know about how do i know i'm not all these things tommy where's that song from you i I think that's really knocking on the door of being a great song i I like the uh how do i know i'm not a robot's lame science project i think yeah and and the the teacher's all like uh did you make another universe you know that is not a moral thing to do you know that's not (laughs) you know we we, yeah don't do that. Oh, There's yeah. There's people in there. And know? by like us just even like saying ideas back and forth to each other, are we all risking just creating new diseases by like, oh, well, you know, 
I gave Tup the disease of, of asking him this question. Now he has like being asked the question by his friend disease. Mm. Uh, I, I'm right there with you. It scares the, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm truly afraid of these things. You know, you know what else I'm afraid of? Huh. Uh, gifts. You know, G like on the internet, GIF, G -I -F, yeah, those those yeah. gifs, like uh, doomed to repeat the same cycle endlessly on a loop. You know, and right. I, I worry about, um, you know, like electrons. You you, you you turn on the light, you leave it on all night. The electrons are just working working away, and you know, you, you guys you guys don't sweat <laughs> Put some this neutrons stuff. in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I was yeah. with you on the like. I, I like the petri dish stuff, you know. Our because honestly, we are the world is its own. Just there's just some other bigger world where we're the ants of that world, and they just don't step on us the way we step on our ants. It's just a different step, or they are stepping on us, and we just don't react to it quite the same way. Well, or yeah, we just haven't gotten the foot is just on its way down and it just takes a really long time. You know what I mean? Like true. Yeah. I, I don't know for the, for the way an ant perceives time, like when we're lifting our foot up and stomping down on the ant, is that like They're 40 having grandkids. years worth of time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, this brings us to it, to another just classic one, which is how do we know that, how do we know that what we're experiencing as our life is not in fact our life flashing before our eyes in the instant of our death? Right. Mm, That's nice. God. Yeah. And right, because and one little mix of different things happened. Like, oh, we drank a Gatorade, a seltzer water, and took Advil at 7 p.m. And that mix makes it so we experience it a hundred times faster or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that, where just one little mix out there that we don't know will make us perceive time a whole different way. Like, some weird mix is, is the cure to like time perception. Linear time participating in past, present, and future, right? Yes, right. Gatorade wise, you're saying? <laughs> 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 yes. Um, but yeah, Tommy, what about a concept album of how do I know all these like, are these, is this what people are talking about with existential? Yeah, possibly. This, yeah, it's in the it's in the family. Okay, so yeah, Tommy's professional existential music project. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know, Tup and I can get a few you know assistant songwriting credits. Well, we we could do it, but um, honestly, we ought, we ought I, not. If I think about these things, like. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times, you know, in the dark of night where I think about these things and find it upsetting. Okay. You so know? this is a dangerous place for you to go. You want to go somewhere happier with, with your project. Well, I, I would sure hate to make a record and have some people, you know, who maybe aren't so solidly grounded become upset. Okay. You know, that, That's that really nice. Be, yeah. I don't think I would feel good about that um and that's instead, a really nice consideration i i i try to have some gratitude for the majority of my moments where i do feel solidly grounded and am not so worried about these things good okay i like yeah, this sure. um 
All right, good. So it's just a, a quick podcast joke, and then the actual project, a little too upsetting to actually do, but we can pass by, say hello as a, uh, as a podcast joke and, and keep it moving kind of thing. Well, <laughs> there's comforting stuff in, in some of this type of musing, right? Right. If we get to the idea that, uh, like Tup was saying, you know, maybe we're the ants to other people and, or maybe that was you, Pete, that was saying it. And how do we know that the shoe isn't coming down and all of that? We could think that, you know, that larger entity is consciousness, right? And that life and matter are a feature of consciousness. And that takes care of the whole time dilemma. Mm. Right. Which yes. I, so I, consciousness is the shoe. <laughs> the shoe on its way down is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Except <laughs> in in this case, the shoe wouldn't be moving. Right. It, it would be it would be the foot in the shoe. Well, it doesn't moving, look like it's moving, but it, it would be moving very slowly because we're the ants and we're just per perceiving it as slow. <laughs> well, do, do, do you guys ever read about like, you know, what would happen if you were entering a black hole? No. Yes. <laughs> so we, we, we've got a no and a yes? <laughs> it's like a vacuum, right? You just keep going and going? Well, except that you stretch, that um, once part of you enters the black hole, that part is, I believe, separated like parallel universe style. So the part of you that's not in the black hole, I think just stays. And the other, the part that's in the black hole keeps going, you know, the reality splits is the deal. Oh, and um, you need a, a, an observer not you in order to even see it. You know, the, the, I think to an observer, they would see you, you know, sucked into the black hole and die. But from your perspective, it would be like your foot, if you were going in feet first, would be stretching out like, you know, bubble gum or. Oh, shit. Yeah. So yeah. which one's the true one? Both. That's the trippy thing oh, about this. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, and it nice. would just depend on like your your point of view, you know, your perspective, man. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a, a mushroomy kind of, kind of thought situation, right? Well, sure. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Spaghettification is the process of getting, <laughs> there's a real technical term. Spaghettification. Yeah. 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 Spaghettification is, is actually what they call it. And I want to say there's a uh, religion based around spaghetti too these days. Uh, the flying spaghetti monster. I hear about him a lot. Or yeah, is yeah. that is that Them. just a a bit religion, a, a a comedy religion? It's kind of a predecessor to uh, birds aren't real, actually. From our from our our maybe our first podcast together, the three of us. Okay, it is a it is a stand on the shoulders. It's a it it was the original. It was the true. Uh, yeah, like just a fake joke religion to prove a point. Okay, kind of a thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Atheist uh, religion. Okay. I've read right. that if you viewed the universe from outside the universe, it would appear to be flat. And of course, that messes with me because here we are, like 
pretty happy and cavalierly making fun of anybody who thinks that the earth is flat. Right. When it seems that, in fact, the whole universe is flat. You know what's funny? Like, I just go with, oh, of course the earth, earth isn't flat because, like, most of my friends are smart. But people who truly believe that the earth is flat are probably smarter than I am. Most of them. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I think you're pretty smart, Pete. You seem smart to me. Thank you. I just, maybe I mean just by reading all of the garbage that they've read to come to the conclusion that the earth is flat, just in the way that reading makes you smarter, even if it is garbage, they are smarter than I am because they've done more reading. But they had, they're not reading. They're just watching YouTube videos. Oh, no even captions at the bottom probably. Yeah. They've got captions off for captions sure because off. they're going phone. Uh, they're going phone in bed, YouTube videos all day long. One one flat Earth video to the next. I did it for a while just to you know because I like to dip in, dip my toe in, and see what the uh, you know what people are doing out there. Yeah, so I, I I do respect few, that about you, Tup. Like listening to yeah. the Southern preacher once in a while just to see what kind of uh, garbage they're saying. Yeah. Get in there a little bit, see what see what people are getting exposed to, and uh, yeah, just start learn a little bit about falling it. for it and start believing it. <laughs> and, yeah, but I do. I I just spent a little bit of time with the flat Earth stuff, and then I thought about going to like a flat Earth convention, and you know, not 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 making fun of them or anything. Just like it's so interesting, and then uh, every like I've every uber driver that i had that was obviously a flat earther i got into a conversation with and just tried to just genuinely respect where they were coming from and and dig a little bit and uh really interesting conversations about it i i couldn't tell you if the earth's flat or not to be completely honest with you it's no obviously it's not but yeah uh, hmm. a lot of nice folks out there believe it is and they're all uber drivers <laughs> what i've seen and uh, check out uh, Girl with the Flat Earth t-shirt on the uh, the Tup and Pete album on Spotify. Mm. Yes, please check that out. Girl with the Flat Earth t-shirt. Um, all, all songs on the uh, the Tallest Guy in Jail, I think almost all of them, were uh, you know written on the day of and recorded live uh, either over the internet or, or uh, just in my living room. Yes. Which is not, that's not... Maybe completely obvious. It's yeah, it's obvious if you not listen to how bad it is, but it's not, <laughs> it's not obvious otherwise. Yeah, it is a live album technically. Like live each song like is live. It's not a written, live performance through to through. Like right, each song is live and like just just written just before being recorded. Yeah, that's such a cool way to do a record in the style of a R. Stevie Moore. Um, yeah, I don't think he did a lot of uh, planning. He said it felt like the songs just, you know, had to come out. We're going to come out no matter what. Right. Do you have that? Like, Tommy, I feel like that's something I don't have. And I feel like I've talked about on the podcast before where, like, these types of things or, like, hey, everybody bring a song idea. And, like, those types of, like, creative deadlines that are forced are what like inspire me like hitting a deadline or like not wanting to not have something to share with my friends or whatever do you think like do they just hit you i feel like we maybe even talked about this but do you feel like you just get hit with a, a musical idea 
out of nowhere? Yeah. Yeah. And, and That's in cool. fact, I'm holding a guitar and I'm going to play one for you, but Please. I'll tell oh, you, that'd be awesome. Um, I will tell you. And, and I, I was really digging the conversation we were just having about, you know, some people think the earth is flat and, you know, clearly we don't because it makes me think of this song. Now, there are only two parts of it. You know, I, I haven't finished it. I'm probably going to write some more verses. But to answer your question, the first part that I'm going to hear was just in my head, didn't have to do anything. Uh, and then the second part, I had to, you know, like make up another part. So okay. I think it's both. Okay. And let, let's see if I can remember this thing. Cool. Okay. It's like this one. Uh, that seems a little fast. And I hope I'm in the key I was in. Let's just see how this goes. You're in a big dilemma. You're in a big dilemma. You're in a big dilemma. You don't want anyone to want something different from what you want. There's one set of rules that applies to everything. People everywhere just want to be free to do what they want, whatever it may be. People want the chance to try it out and see. And that puts you in a big dilemma. You're in a big dilemma. You're in a big dilemma. You don't want anyone to want something different than what you want. Yeah. So, oh, dude, I love that line. <laughs> you don't yeah. want anyone to want something different than what you want. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And where I'm going to go with it, if I ever pick that up, is because uh, I realized as I was writing it, like it was about somebody. But then I thought, like, wait a minute. I want everyone to want what I want too, which, yes. you know, and I can articulate what I want. I want yeah. for everybody to have what they want. <laughs> right? Oh, man. And, That's awesome. And I do think that like like everybody else, I think if everybody wanted that, the world would be a pretty good place. But that puts me yeah. right in the same camp as everybody who wants everybody to be their same religion and, you know, wouldn't it just be great if we could eradicate this one ethnicity <laughs> or, you know. So <laughs> like everybody else, I believe that I've found the right thing to want and it's I want everybody to have what they want according to them. Yeah. Um, oh, here, here. That's so but, great. And uh, but what if everybody wants that? Like you want, <laughs> like you want them to. Like ideally, everybody, you know, everybody. If everybody wanted what you want, in this case, which is for everybody else to have what they want, including I think we'd me, be stuck. Well. How? Why? Because you you want me to have what I want, but I just want you to have what you want. But that's what what you want is for me to have what I want. No, I want everybody, right? So that includes me. I want to have what I want too. Which is what, but, but what you want is for me to have what I want. And for me to have what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> ah, well, it says in the song, there's one set of rules, it applies to everything. People everywhere just want to be free to do what they want, whatever it may be. People want the chance to try it out and see. So 
I want to do whatever I want, whatever it may be, just to try it and see how it goes. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's what I want. Nice too. one, man. I love that. And yeah, in oh, that song, you. it does sound like it should be accomplishable. You know, like that the the feel of the song mixed with how you present the ideas. I'm like, I came away, I didn't have any questions. I was like, boom, like how, why has nobody said this before? <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem though is like some people like you, Pete, for example, want to establish a culture where anybody could get their head blown off when they're eating their favorite sandwich, you know? If they didn't see it coming, so there would be no fear or pain. Yes, but I'm just saying, if you get what you want, which is that society, then all of a sudden, some other people are not getting what they want, which is to just be able to eat their favorite sandwich without getting their head blown off. You know what I'm saying? So it's well, just you just have like an orientation where you say, and nobody have the thing about wanting to eat your sandwich in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where we get into some really difficult stuff because uh, a lot of people would like to say, everybody's allowed to do what they want as long as they don't hurt their self or others. Right. And that sounds pretty good. And I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that. But there, there, there is a little problem in there um, because that's an agreement, right? But it's not reality. You know, in reality, people can hurt themselves or other people. It's, it's frankly allowed. Uh, I don't like it. And I would, uh, you know, mm. I think I would like it if everybody agreed not to do that. But like legally speaking, you're saying it's allowed? Physically speaking, like the it, it is possible. I see. So uh, th there's a book called Sapiens by uh, Yuval Noah Harari, I think. Have you guys heard of this thing? I've, I feel I like I have I've, heard uh, of that book to title. It, listened to it about uh, six times, I think. Yeah. So you, you, you're I've, down. You remember the part where he says they don't have to make a law pr preventing people from photosynthesizing light? Yes. Uh. Right? Because it's not, it's not possible. So you don't have to tell people not to do it. Um, so, yeah, the, the universe, it seems to me, when viewed by a person, is going to appear cruel. But, in, you know... It's not cruel. It's ju it's yeah. just the way it is. Right. And something you said uh, earlier, maybe before we were on mic here, Tommy, was nothing is cruel or uncruel. It's just how we're observing it. I, I believe that. Yeah, I do. Uh, and yeah. And how wonderful it is to see cruelty in terrible things, right? That's a... That's something to be grateful for, to be somebody who's offended by people getting hurt or, you know, greed or whatever it is. That's a, that's something to feel good about. All of you who don't right. like genocide, pat yourself on the back. You're one of the good ones, you know? Yes. And then, but what's the debate club for, um, what, yeah, what is, what's the debate for, well, you said the thing about, uh, the world isn't good or bad. It's just how we come into it or whatever. So like, 
you can't say that hurting people's bad or you can't, I, I can torture. You're witnessing that and you're just bringing what you have to the table. It's not good or bad on its own. I can, I can torture whoever I want. You can. And I'm going to think that I don't like it. Right. That's my, that's my opinion. But you clearly, well, yeah, but you know, deep, you would like you know it, deep down that it's it. right. <laughs> I got you. We get to okay. say for ourselves what we think is right or wrong, but it's it really only has you know authority for ourselves, right? And only mm. for right now. It, it. I don't know how I'll feel in the future, but right now, yeah, torturing people. I think there's a better way. You know, I yeah. I identify with the person torturing being animals. tortured rather than the torturer. That's just how my mind works, and so I look right. at that and I think, well, that's not right. That's not good. Right, make them torture themselves. Well, now you're speaking my language and singing my song. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Olympic self-torture. Yeah. Make make uh, people who've been convicted of a crime uh, keep you know uh, honor system jail. Just make sure not to go outside, you know. Well, you can go out sometimes. It's the uh, <laughs> use the parent cigarette approach, and they have to just keep committing the same crime over and over again until they're really sick of it. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. As a child, you go around and you commit every crime in the book as a kid, so you don't want to do it as an adult. <laughs> right. I yeah. did, do the parents only tried it with cigarettes, right? There was no other thing that they did that with. They were when it was like my parents made hey. me masturbate over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've said yeah, that. you've mentioned were... that before. On <laughs> did I tell you about the salt lick we used to have on the front lawn? No, and, I don't think so. Yeah, we had this salt lick, and um, you know, my brother and I used to like to lick it, you know, to mess with the deer. Uh, but my parents caught us at it and they said, you know, no, that's for the deer. Um, and they just made us lick that salt lick, you know, till we went into sodium shock. Oh, my God. Yeah, While masturbating the whole time. Yeah, to, to, to a deer because, you know, their tails are, they're kind of cute in a way. Absolutely. It's the, the deer is definitely the most sexually attractive of all of the animals, I think. The whole animal kingdom, hmm. I think. Who, right. do you have, who do you guys have? As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth for thee, O God. Yeah, I think deer is a great call, which I wouldn't have said. I would have probably gone with uh, one of the sexy lions. Mm. Okay, that might be a better answer, actually, too. Yeah. Just speaking from practicality, I think like a teething milk calf. A teething mm. milk calf. Yeah. Okay. Gumming it up, you know? Which brings us to a theme. Uh... You know, we're a big morality podcast. Mm. Um, bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> Bestiality. There we go. That's what I like to call it. Um, no, we uh, we support whatever the right thing is there, and uh, we will prove it with our uh, with our monthly donations. Um, well, boy, oh boy! Any other uh, musical sharings? Tom, you've been kicking anything around, or Tommy, any other things you've been kicking around? I, I've got nothing. I, I had I had a sense that Tommy might have another one for us, but okay, I, I have one that that happened a day before the the big dilemma one. Okay, hit it. Um, and I haven't played it since. So let's. Uh... 
I think I can remember. You treated me like an asshole. You treated me like an asshole. Why can't you say you're sorry? Say you love me when you treat me like a cross between your jailer and your whipping boy. You treated me like an asshole. Asshole, yeah. Asshole, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. Really that's nice. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I didn't know is what a whipping boy is. You guys know what a whipping boy is? Yeah, it's the guy that like blame like a scapegoat. You blame everything on the whipping boy. You you've got it. He he. You can't beat the prince, so the prince has a whipping boy, and when the prince screws up, the whipping boy gets in trouble. Yeah, that's such an interesting one. It's uh, all the different jobs of under the king. Like, I think there's some real creativity, but from the mind of a uh, uh, what is that? A sociopath, probably right. the king. Well, talk about, you know, the parents making you smoke, you know, now the prince smokes, the whipping boy has to smoke till he gets sick. Right. right. Oh my God. What what was even the logic behind the whipping boy? Because is it, did they like force the whipping boy to become friends with the prince first? So it was like, ah, you're, come on, man, you're hitting my friend or something. Or like, was there any downside at all? Uh, Yeah. The prince prince, or was it just... he was supposed to, He's feel, supposed to guilty. feel guilty, right? Yeah. Well, he won't feel guilty unless, like, he has some kind of affinity for the for the whipping boy, right? Because these he's he's a prince. He's not gonna. Well, he's a human. He being. has no kinship with a with a you know commoner. I found myself thinking about like, okay, the whipping boy gets in trouble. Let's say he gets punished to death, and now the prince has to like hire a new whipping boy. And I, you know, imagine him. All like, these people run for the job. Yeah, the putting the classified <laughs> out, you know, or yeah, in the interview. So what happened to the old whipping boy, Prince, whoever, you know? Well, there's a little mishap. I was, uh, you know, with this teething milk I cow slipped. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess if there's a downside to the Prince because he's got to write the classified ad up and is what you're saying. There's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of uh, bureaucracy that he has to deal with and that's why... He's like, all right, I'm going to, I can't have these whipping boys keep getting killed and get, keep having to go to Craigslist. It's a big headache, yeah. Right, let me let me hire a whipping boy to write the article. <laughs> write yeah. the class <laughs> Can we bring the last whipping boy back to life? Get him to write the article for this new one before whipping him, whipping him back to death. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is yeah, that is a bummer to of a job to be the whipping boy. Unless there's like a whole bunch of perks also. You get to whip the prince back. <laughs> it just occurred to me that the, the whipping boy is singing the song to the to the prince, right? He's like <laughs> Why can't you say you're sorry? You know? The prince doesn't have to, right? Right. How yeah. can you say you love me? Yeah. Now, my therapist, I'm in therapy, you know, he said, Tom, did you ever think 
maybe that's a part of you talking to another part of you. And I said, well, that's a cheap therapist line, right? Because Tom Petty right. brought wildflowers to his therapist and the therapist you know, said, okay, Tom, you're talking to you. You belong somewhere. You feel free. That's what you want for yourself. And if you guys were wondering the difference between me and Tom Petty, it's Tom Petty writes a song to himself and says he wants to be somewhere he feels free. And I write a song to myself and it's, you treated me like an asshole, you know? Oh, right. yeah. H. Tom Petty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> H. Tom. Be kind to uh, my friend Tommy is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to, you know? Yeah. Paul McCartney, uh, his therapist told him that he wrote yesterday about his mother who died when he was an early teenager, you know? Why she yeah. had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. I said something wrong, yeah. you know? Now I long for my mother to be alive. These therapists, come on. Yeah. Get out of here. Is, uh, is yesterday the best of all time for you, Tommy, or, or in the conversation? Well, you know, what I really like about yesterday is um, the, 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 the melody, right? Ba 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 do do dee da do do. That to me, you know, top that. The 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 rest of it is fine for me, but it's it's hanging around. Da da do 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 da da da. Yeah. So yeah, I I like that one. Yeah, I think it's. I guess I don't know if I'd come up with it if the gun were actually to my head, but conversationally gun to my head, I guess, I guess that's my favorite of all time. Your therapist is using a fake accent, Tommy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, uh, he's, um, he's a bargain, you know, I, I got him uh, in the, in the bargain therapy bin. Um, he he tries out different accents and you're fine. You're fine with that. He's not fooling you. Everybody's, that's why he's okay. cheaper. He gets to practice all his voices. It, this is the thing. <laughs> he tries different. He tries the different accents, and he tries the different. Like, oh, that's just you talking to a, your younger self. Like, okay, all right. It's just you talking to your younger self over the year. If we could get back to this yesterday melody thing for a minute, you know, Please. you know, do re mi fa sol la ti do, right? Yes, the and solfege syllables. Bingo. But you know that. that those are seven of them, but there's 12 notes, right? So you, you do have chromatic mm. solfege. You just don't, you know, hear a lot about it. You don't hear a lot about that, Pete. Um, you don't hear a lot about the solfege syllables. It's a wonderful thing. But that line to me is so cool because we got like, re, do, do, mi, fi, si, la, ti, do. That's cool, yeah. man. So beautiful. Um, not, not to distract from the scale thing, Tommy, but are you also, there, there's some kind of controversy over what note he sings the very first note of the song. Are you, what? are you up on all of that? Yeah. Cause I guess he actually doesn't sing like what, what note do you both think that he sings in, in that? I key mean, that you were just playing it as I think about yeah. it, I think he goes yesterday, but I think I, I always want to go yesterday. But right. I, I think he goes yesterday. I always yeah, say I think yesterday. Right. And it's not that, I think. Huh. Tommy, it, it just I think he just misses the note. 
you know? So I think it's like what you're saying, Pete, but I don't think it's the same note. I, I don't know what it is and whatever, maybe it's a, it's, uh, it's not, it's not what you would picture. It's, it's like, it turns out he doesn't, I think he's just missing the note, but like there's like whole big debate club teams about <laughs> go from the sandwich shoot me in the back of the head straight into what note does uh, the earth <laughs> is flat yeah. gifts are alive having to slave endlessly to make your meme you know laugh at that meme but you've got all those pixels just trapped in servitude right. Steve Jobs really just invented a bunch of diseases yeah yes <laughs> um, well man uh, Thanks for all the conversation and, and musical sharing and uh, fellowship, boys. Uh, great time as always, and thank you, Tommy. You, you don't have anything, Pete? Uh, sing us out with a, a song idea. Uh, sing us out with a song idea.com. Sing us a song of uh, Christina of Flambard. Um, I had this written down. I feel like this was maybe, I, I had no music written down, but like, um, uh oh wait no this is yeah it was something about uh a a carnival I I can't even get the idea out thanks everybody for <laughs> 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 oh man it's what we're famous